Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com. You are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. He actually came in and talked to our team um, before our last game. So he uh, uh, talked to the offensive guys and hung out with us uh, in our meetings. Listening to him talk and um, his energy, I mean, it just kind of got everybody. You could ask guys, and I think guys had a little bit of like chill bumps in there, like, hey, we got EDs back here. And um, obviously, he didn't get that head coaching opportunity, but I'm excited for him to, to continue to coach football and to continue to make his impact on the game. I just love it. I love it. I love uh, seeing my teammates get to show their personalities, get to tell their stories. It's, um, you know, coming up here is a once in a lifetime experience that I've been able to, to you know, go through a few times and um i guess i'm just comfortable in the in the atmosphere and the in the chaos the coolest thing about being a running back is you get the the run as hard as you can get tackled get back up as fast as you can get yelled at by the refs when you throw the ball celebrating <laughs> it's fun you gotta love it and now a man who would love to be a running back if that's all it was Saren petro Right you are, Kay. Right you are. Petro, the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us here on a Wednesday edition. We are live at Radio Roll. Radio Row? Row? Roll? Uh, Super Bowl 58, Radio Row. Our coverage brought to you by the Low T Center. Uh, do you know your numbers, guys? Go to the Low T Center and get them checked. LowTCenter.com to make an appointment right now. You can get your levels checked. Takes uh, only about 20, 25 minutes. Their on-site lab makes it so easy. Uh, they are Reinventing Men's Healthcare with Concierge Medical uh, Services for Men. Uh, guys, get your levels checked at the Low T Center. Go to LowTCenter.com by Deepest Quality Moore. Injury Attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino. Uh, it is uh, all uh, here for the uh, Radio Row Super Bowl 58. Big picture of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on the wall, Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel. Lots of Chiefs questions. Lots of folks coming up wanting to know about these Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, now we're getting to where we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it. We're going to talk to a lot of people. We've got the phone book uh, scheduled to join us. Not sure who it will be, but we've got a lot of people going by, whether it's Aaron Taylor or Brian Jones from uh, CBS Sports, College Football Analysts, and Inside College Football. They do a fantastic job. Uh, We're supposed to be talking to a legendary uh, football icon Todd Lebo. Uh, he is scheduled to join us. How about that? That was a great get, Adam, wow, by the way. what a get. Getting Lebo. Uh, I am completely impressed uh, with your ability to uh, to land that one. Um, but we got a lot of people coming. I think Danny Cannell is supposed to drop by uh, a little bit later on. Uh, Ed McCaffrey, father to Christian McCaffrey, former NFL uh, wide receiver, standout wide receiver himself, Ian Rappaport, uh, Tom Pelissero, a couple of NFL Network guys uh, scheduled to join us here in the uh, program. So a lot to get to, a lot of football, a lot of Super Bowl talk, and, uh, you know, Vegas is doing a pretty good job. I, I, I got to say, though, driving around town, it's not like it's real different. I mean, they have logos around, but I think the NFL has finally found a town that's like, yeah, I know, it's what we do, big events. And they've already gotten at least one guy to climb up on top of the sphere. So that's uh, that's interesting. 
yeah, what could go wrong there? You know, <laughs> I don't know. How, how did he, did he do it? it? Did you see? You were telling me this. Uh, we had not seen that here. I mean, we're basically, we're in the room that time forgot. We're in a giant, you know, uh, convention center uh, with just rows and rows and rows and rows of, of tables with radio shows and, and and such. And so, like the outside world, we're kind of tra- how did this guy climb the sphere? I don't know how he got up there. I have seen clips of him walking across the top. That was tweeted out earlier by a Las Vegas television station. So how he managed to climb that apparatus uh, is beyond me because it'd be one thing to climb it at night, maybe when there's nobody around, but could there be a a more obvious landmark in the country than the sphere today? This week? Yeah, I just, I would think that you would fall to your death. So I don't get it. I would think he would have been arrested three hand, you know, three steps in. I'm just amazed yeah. that no one got him down from there before he even got started. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I I don't know why you would do that. You're a bit of a whack job if if you <laughs> yes. want to do something like that. I don't even I don't even get what the point would be. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's what's going on uh, here in Las Vegas. So uh, you know, guys climbing to the top of the sphere and uh, getting getting themselves noticed. So uh, it takes all types, and all types are here. I uh, met a lot of people from Kansas City this morning. I got got down here at about seven o'clock to get my credential, and you know, it's nice that the uh, the NFL folks uh, are up and at them at eight. I had to kill an hour. And uh, while I was waiting in line to get a $9 breakfast sandwich that I'm not joking was was at best four bites, right? Like, that's what you get uh, when you're here uh, during the Super Bowl and in Vegas. Just shocking bargains, like the $9.5 four-bite breakfast sandwich. Um, I had, like, there was probably 10 Chiefs fans there, like, just hanging out. Nice. Yeah. I saw a national, so, uh, a national article today from CNN about how the, the, the Kansas City may be the most optimistic uh, type of city. And so that, that they're not no one's surprised it's been out there that sees the Chiefs fans that that's been the case because that's just seemingly what this this town does with its uh, sports teams and its events. Truly the heart of the country is what they called it. So I'm not surprised to see they're flooding Vegas. Yeah, uh, it is a lot, a lot of Chiefs fans that are here. But did you notice on the opening night of the media, like it was definitely way more Niners fans. And I like that, that Monday night, you know, the melee, mm-hmm. the media oh, yeah. melee. Yeah. My assumption is that there are a lot of Chiefs fans that it's like, this isn't their first trip to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right now, I was talking to some folks, uh, actually a friend of one Jeremy Wood, a friend of ours, ah, yes, uh, who was here with his son, and we were partner. chatting it up. Yeah, we were chatting it up, um, uh, this gentleman and his son and I, while we were waiting on our, you know, overpriced four-bite sandwich. <laughs> and, you know, he was saying it was his first time to come out here, and, and he, they were coming out here for the week, and weren't going to pay the prices for the game, but just wanted to be around, you know, the whole Super Bowl hoopla and everything. And so they're having a good time taking everything in. But I get a sense that there's a little bit of, like, not fatigue, but, like, we don't need to go see that media circus because we've done it. Right. And we're 49er fans. It wasn't that long ago, but they haven't been to four of the last five. 
Yeah, the Chiefs fans have been to two since then. And I, I thought the same thing Monday night when that was on. I just didn't – I remember the first time, I was like, oh, I can't wait. I wanted to take in every single moment of the, that week because I'd seen it so many times and it imagined what it would be like for my team to be in there. So that first year, I was taking in everything. The second year was kind of – I mean, it was different because it was COVID. Last year, I don't think I really remembered much of it. This year, didn't even watch Monday night. I was like, eh, it's the same. It's the same questions, the same thing. I'll skip it. Didn't didn't miss it. Yeah, there's an element of, you know, same crap, different day. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's not fatigue. It's just like, okay, it's not new anymore. Yeah. And and I wonder, can that, my, I oftentimes think the fans, like when fans are like, oh, we're going to kill that team. My assumption is the team thinks the exact same way. Well, is there can there be fatigue from a football team playing in this game? Uh, I think there'd be a chance, maybe if it weren't for the people at the top of that list. Um, and maybe I'm putting too much of that on on Patrick Mahomes. But it's not just Mahomes; it's Kelsey. Um, I, I think players look at something like that a little a little differently. Um, they, they've and plus there's a number of players on that team that, that weren't there in 19 or 20. There were a lot of them that were there last year. But there's always enough new guys, as you, you've talked about number, numerous times, uh, that you kind of need to have that hunger. And the guys who are returning generally are, are they're like the keepers, the gatekeepers of the, the legacy. They don't want to let down. Um, I, I think players approach that kind of a game differently. When they get to that point, I think um, – I think they they there's no let off there's no fatigue and in fact it, to some people I think it might they, they might crank it up a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I do think that if, if there was going to be a letdown, I think it probably came earlier in the season, and then their backs got against the wall and they turned up the volume and. It seemingly has been up all throughout the playoffs, uh, understanding that it's about winning. And I think, you know, there is an element of that we, we always compare to the Patriots because it's the most recent dynasty. But the Patriots always seem to just be able to, to figure out what was important in that night's game and accomplish that. Like, like yeah. I, I don't know how many times the Patriots were actually talent-wise or even coaching staff-wise the best team. They say, oh, all these pieces. But they always could find a way to be the best team. And that's what this team feels like they've done by by acknowledging, and we've called it game managing out of Patrick Mahomes, but I think it's game managing out of Andy Reid and saying, look, we're just not going to win a, a, a 41-38 shootout. We can't play that way. We know our defense is going to play well, and we're going to help them play well. We're going to give them time to rest. We're going to quit turning over the ball. We're going to quit having penalties, and we're going to play complimentary football. And so I think that's been their recipe for success. It's amazing, though, how many people I talk to out here that are now of the mindset that, oh, no, no, it's all fixed. They're back to being the same old Chiefs. And they're calling for, I think it's going to be a shootout. These two offenses are going to go up and down the field. You're not going to contain Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. Well, why not? It's two top five defenses, yet I'm hearing all these people that are going like 37-34, 34-31. Like, I don't know, can the Chiefs win that game now? Uh, 
Uh, it, it, I, much less likely than they could in, in, in years past, I, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think if the Chiefs are giving up into the 30s, they're probably in, in some serious trouble. I, I suppose they could. But the fact that they haven't really done that to this point, 27-24, the closest we've seen to a, that kind of a game where they've won, would lead me to believe uh, that that's not uh, the kind of game that I think plays into their hands. By the way, have you seen um, ESPN today did they asked all 60 talking about the net the national narrative of, of the Chiefs having it all fixed they have 64 uh, NFL experts they asked them all to pick a score of those 64 how many do you think picked the Chiefs 64 uh Football experts from around the country, or they're mm-hmm. all "quote unquote" national guys. They don't oh, cover all, a team. They co- I think they're all they around cover. the country. Some of them are like they're they're Adam Teichers, okay, and they're and they're and they're national guys and some sports betting guys. But basically, everyone that they have on staff that writes either for the NFL or for an NFL team, they ask all sixty four to pick a winner and a score. Um, I'll bet the number. You know, you don't have to react to it, but I, I'm, I'm going to say it's it's high. I'm going to say it. They came in at uh, 48, so 75 percent. Pretty good, 49. Yeah, 49 out of 64, 76.6%. The average margin of victory was 5.8 points. The 15 that chose the 49ers' average margin of victory was 4.8, or 5.7 to 4.8. But I'll note, yeah, I did a little deep, deeper dive, and so one of the guys picked As the you like yes, to do, Curtis, do. Well, let's be honest. Nobody <laughs> likes the deep dive. <laughs> no, uh, or the deep dish. Um, Put the nose plug on. Here he goes. He's going for a record. Actually, this didn't take much diving. They listed all the all the predicted scores, and I noticed that one guy had it. The Bengals reporter had it by twenty, and two others had him by seventeen. And if you take those three away, the other forty six uh, averages four point nine. So they're, they're, everyone else pretty much has about the same margin. It's just that three people think the Chiefs are going to blow them out, and so that kind of inflates the numbers. But seventy seven percent of the other experts picked the Chiefs, and yet the line's two and a half. In favor the of the other way, yeah, yeah, the other way, and so I, I can't. I'm having a hard time rationalizing. <laughs> Someone's going to be really wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it is, and and it is amazing how much the topics of conversations around here. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not amazing. It's expected, but it is just an avalanche about how much of it's about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, and. I, I listen. I don't. The, the comparison, if you want to find another Super Bowl that was like this, was Kurt Warner. Even though Kurt Warner was a guy who wasn't drafted, but Kurt Warner, as the reigning MVP and going for his second Super Bowl against a six-round pick that you know people question whether or not he should even be starting for his team. And Tom Brady, it was at '99, and Mahomes is kind of the Kurt Warner. Now it doesn't mean that it's going to replay it, but that's kind of the vibe. I, I covered that mm-hmm. Super Bowl, and that's the way it was. It was like the this was the it was the coronation, the the I don't know what would you say the uh, confirmation I guess would be the better way to put it that Kurt Warner was one of the great passers of all time, and the little engine that could what a cute story, but time's up for Tom Brady. That was the feeling yeah. going into that, and that's kind of what the national narrative is on this one as well. Again, it, that doesn't mean that they're going to be wrong. It just feels the same way. Patrick Mahomes will have a chance to play, so will Purdy. It's going to come down to you know who plays better football and which team's better, but it, this this is kind of the same thing in the sense that we've got one of the true greats 
uh, who's going to go and, you know, continue to be great against the little engine that could. Yeah, that's and, and, and where where Brock Purdy is in NFL history, we, we won't know for a long time. One of the f- f- sayings I've always liked is the future tells you what the past was all about, and it's clearly told us what what Tom Brady was all about, what that first win of his meant. Um, ten years from now, Brock Purdy's got four Super Bowl championships. We won't we'll look back at this game differently if they win. If they win on Sunday, if the 49ers win on Sunday, it will be looked at it. It will be looked at one way on Sunday. But five years from now, maybe look back on as a completely different animal. Uh, we won't really know where, what that what that is in the pantheon of NFL history for for quite a while. But that, that's a that's a terrific uh, comp because uh, that's it's about as close as you're going to get to both both guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it to me, um, you know, it, it's right now all the conversation is almost like Patrick Mahomes is one is third. Mm-hmm. And it's a coronation. We've heard everybody, all the national people, falling over themselves to anoint Patrick Mahomes as the as the best ever. And you know, I I, I just kind of wonder: Are we going to then see uh, you know uh, something you know totally different? Um, and and you know, are we going to hear a totally different? Approach to it if he loses. Like everybody loves, you know, right now Purdy's great and Mahomes great. Somebody's going to suck come Sunday night, right? right? They're going to be, right. they're going to be, unless it's some epic shootout. But then, then the narrative will be different. Well, yeah, Purdy's pretty good, but he got him there. But can you win with him? Mm-hmm. And I, Mahomes isn't going to lose much if he loses. But Although, you know, it, it will be backing it up a little bit because now all the people that were. You know, against the Chiefs, or not against, but picking against them. Not, not like, oh, I'm rooting against them, but picking against them are now picking on the Chiefs. And so, if they, if they're wrong in their prediction, they're going to be firing out daggers as to what was screwed up and why they weren't wrong. The Chiefs mm-hmm. just screwed it up. Yeah, yeah, and and um, kind of looking at, at that. By the way, I, I saw a, a crawl yesterday on NFL Network. Uh, they were asking the question. Um, how, how, what impact does this game have on, or, or does Mahomes need this game for his legacy? And I thought that was a really broad question. I would have loved to have known what the what they exactly were saying. So there is at least uh, some section of the national media who believes uh, that he needs this game for this legacy. And and if, if he if he loses, it'll be. I think he's lost three postseason games. Two have been to the goat, and one has been to a Heisman Trophy national championship winning one one. Right. This would be the different. Brock Purdy's name is going to look odd on the list of guys to have beaten Patrick Mahomes. So if they lose on Sunday, that this will be the one win that people will go, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, this will, this will be the one that doesn't compute. And when you give those stats, is it why he's not going to lose? Because the pedigree is just not good enough with Brock Purdy. That seems to be a lot of the narrative. I mean, I'm seeing guys I know. That, that, I, that I see that I respect. They'll say, and they don't even think about what, like what the numbers are. I've just seen guys go. There is no way you're going to get me to pick that, that, to think that Patrick Mahomes or that, that Brock Purdy is going to beat Patrick Mahomes in a postseason game. And I'm like, okay. Hope right. you're right. You know, I hope th- I hope that's all it takes is just that he's better than Brock Purdy, and he may be better than Brock Purdy, and they still lose. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it, it you know, the phrase uh, "history is written by the victors" to me uh, tells the whole story. I mean, it, it's like the, like whoever wins is going to get a right. This is what it was. Mm-hmm. And as fans, however the game goes is how it would have gone if you played it a hundred times. It's not going to be like, wow, that could have gone either way. How how amazing it is. Um, but. You know, time and time again, the one guy who seems to be able to overcome any of the unlucky plays is Patrick Mahomes. And we talk about it. Like, Patrick Mahomes' career, he's not known as the guy who could have been to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the fact that he, um, you know, uh, uh, D4 jumped off sides because he's come back and won so many more. Right? Yeah. Like, that that's the difference. Is like, if the Chiefs win and Patrick Mahomes makes a great play at the end, you know, 49ers fans will be talking about, well, if we if we didn't drop that interception or if, if if there wasn't this penalty or whatever, just like Eagles fans, the difference is 15 always, more often than not, not always, yeah. but so often and way more often than not, finds a way to make those plays. And so the story ends up being he's great. Yep, which is which and is, he is which is also the reason why I think the idea that the officials bail the Chiefs out all the time is overblown. Uh, I don't think the officials bail anybody out more than anybody else. It's just that Patrick Mahomes generally makes the other team pay for any good fortune that his team has received, and so it stands yeah. out. The, the times that the teams have great calls that go their way and they lose, there are great there were calls that went against the Chiefs in Baltimore, but no one talks about those because. The Chiefs won. The uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that's how the history is written. It's written by the winners. So, uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, our coverage here at Radio Row at Super Bowl Fifty Eight is brought to you by Low T Center, Deep Pasquale Moore Injury Attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, and Hollywood Casino. The all new sports book at Hollywood Casinos at Kansas Speedway. It's now open. Uh, we will take a break and uh, come back. Tom Pelissero from NFL Network is scheduled to join us here. We'll get his thoughts on this game on Patrick Mahomes. We'll do that next. It's the program live at Hey everybody, Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. For almost 10 years, we've been a locally owned and operated family business. At Easton, we work on every job with one thing in mind, integrity matters. I grew up in central Kansas, was raised on the values of respecting hard work. At Easton, we always make decisions based on the ethical, right thing for the customer. That's what integrity means to us. So if you have any questions about your roof, give me and my team a call. 913-257-5426. Easton Roofing. Integrity Matters. Super Bowl 58. Welcome back here to Radio Row. Super Bowl 58, our coverage continues. Uh, our coverage of Radio Row brought to you by Deba Squally Moore, Injury Attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino, and the Low T Center. Do you know your numbers? Go to lowtcenter.com to get your levels checked. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Uh, we turn to one of the NFL Network's insiders. Tom Pelissero joins us here. You know, uh, the NFL Network provides uh, 70 plus hours of Super Bowl coverage, Tom. Tell I don't know if you know it. this. I don't know. <laughs> And you're doing all 70 of it uh, in one day. How is that possible? Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, coming out here, seeing people, talking to you guys. Um, this is always a it's always a great week because you get the whole you know the NFL in one place. Like I'm in the gym this morning, and it's like Kyle Brandt walks by me, and then Michael Penix walks by me. You know, and you're just yeah. like, all right, this is everybody's starting to get in town, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is, and uh, it, 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 you know, it's it's a, a repeat though. Is that good or bad for NFL Network business? Doesn't well, matter. You're going to cover it no matter what. Yeah. Uh, was there hope that it would be 
Ravens Lions. I mean, I, I don't I don't root. I do root for good stories, and I do think that there's something to be said for you know the fun stories of the Lions. You know, the Ravens just like the new blood. Right. But it's hard to argue with a matchup of two of the great coaches right now, Andy Reid, who for a long time was in the spot Kyle Shanahan is, which is he's won a lot of games. They're in it every year, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Andy got over that hump, whatever that was, four or five years ago. Yep. Now has won a couple. Now going for a third. Kyle is on the precipice of it. You've got the multi-time MVP in Patrick Mahomes, the guy who just, for me, I think quite possibly is the greatest player we've ever seen and is doing things and accomplishing things at an age that nobody has ever done it before. Going up against a guy in Brock Purdy, who I've gotten to know a little bit, and is just one of the most normal, humble star quarterbacks you're ever going to meet. The last pick in the draft. Nobody gave him a chance, but Kyle saw that thing. And Kyle's as good at evaluating quarterbacks as any coach. And now Brock Purdy could be a Super Bowl champion. I mean, it, it's a team effort, obviously. These are two really good defenses as well. I think that you know, for a lot of people at a very base level, what you want to see in the Super Bowl is points. I remember the uh, the Patriots Super Bowl against the Rams in Atlanta, right. which is going back like five years ago. It was the first Super Bowl my wife went to because I got her a ticket. Okay. And it was like 10 to 3 in the third quarter. And she texted me, this is boring. I'm like, it's a great. It's Wade Phillips against Bill Belichick. But, like, I think that you're going to see the defense is probably, you know, create some real challenges here. But Andy Reid versus – Kyle Shanahan, you're going to see points in this game, no question. I, I want to go back to what you said because we are, you know, in Kansas City, obviously we're biased towards the Chiefs and biased towards Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They're the best that ever did everything, ever, ever. You know, even in basketball, right, if you ask uh, anyone in Kansas City. But it is always interesting. It is always interesting to hear the national perspective, and that's what I've noticed is that whether it's Mike Greenberg on ESPN or you saying it right now, the best that ever played, right? Is he the best ever? Is he playing it at the highest level? The way I describe Patrick Mahomes right now is he's playing quarterback at the highest level it's ever been played. The best ever is still Tom Brady because of the body of work, but man, he's reeling him in pretty quick, and to me, what's at stake in this game is if Patrick Mahomes does win it, he's definitively number two. It's just Brady, then him, then everybody else. Tom Brady won three Super Bowls in his first essentially four years. He didn't play in 2000, so let's say his first four years. Mahomes is now going for his third Super Bowl in his five seasons as a starter, and he went to another one on top of it. Tom Brady and the Patriots then had that lull where they didn't go to a Super Bowl for a decade. 07, obviously, they go undefeated. They lose to the Giants, or they lose uh, in the yeah, they lose in the, in the Super Bowl to the Giants. So you're at least in the Super Bowl, but you didn't win another one for a decade there. With Mahomes, even though we've seen the roster have to turn over, and there's a lot of parts that aren't there anymore. Even go back four years ago. I mean, the biggest play in that game is Wasp to Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill. Yeah. Tyreek's gone. Eric Bieniemy, who's talking about on the sideline, he's gone. A lot of the other core players are around. They're all gone. The constants have been Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and you can argue on some level, you know, Chris Jones and guys like that, but really it's this is your core. And I think that one of the one of the fascinating aspects of this entire season was, for a long time, the Chiefs offense didn't look right. And some of it was, you know, just kind of those bad luck things of MVS drops a ball, you know, the receivers, Kadarius Tony lines up offside, all those types of things. But it was just like Travis Kelsey, who everybody forgets, suffered a pretty significant knee injury back in week one. Even though he wasn't on the injury report, like how much was that at his age? He's 34. How much was that bugging him through the course of the season? But lo and behold, when you need him in the AFC Championship game, 
Travis Kelsey looked the best we've seen him the entire season. And him and Mahomes, it was like a, a game of two-on-two. Two. It was just like, we're running back shoulder, and I'm putting that thing on a dart, and you know the timing, and we've done this a thousand times. And they took over the game. You don't see that often in the NFL, where two guys take over a game. Those two did. And along with Andy Reid, they constantly have the Chiefs in this position. All of which is a long way of saying, you're right, the body work is not yet there for Patrick Mahomes. But in Tom Brady's early years, he was carried by the defense. Mm -hmm. He still had to make the biggest plays in the biggest moments. That's taken nothing away from Tom Brady. But if you go back to those 0-1 through 0-4 Patriots teams, a lot of it was that defense was unbelievable. He had the greatest defensive coach of all time. Pat, from basically day one, has been the principal figure in the Chiefs' success. And but for the Super Bowl in Tampa against the Bucks, where the offensive line was decimated, Mahomes was playing on, I believe it was a bad ankle, and he's running for his life. He's literally like parallel to the ground, throwing it sideways, like just trying to make things happen. If there's if that's just a normal game, he might have this might be going for Super Bowl number four. Yeah. Well and, and to your point, and by the way, on that throw he hits Byron Pringle in the hands and Pringle drops it. Right? That's what's amazing. Like yeah. that play and Travis Kelsey's throwback plays, two of the most phenomenal I've things you've ever seen. seen any throw like that. <laughs> and it goes back to you know Patrick Mahomes and his training as a baseball player. And I can remember going all the way back, um, you know, before the draft back in 2017 and a coach telling me, you know, he was really high on Mahomes. And he just said it's because he can make any throw off any platform, any arm angle. And even though there were all these questions about, okay, he's coming out of the air raid, how much football does he know? He answered right. a lot of that through the interview process. But he could just do it. And a lot of that goes back to the fact that Pat grew up as a baseball player. Even though he was a pitcher well, by the time he got to Texas Tech. But he plays the game like a shortstop. Yeah. He can just do all these really cool things. And we've seen it from go. I mean, I watched, because NFL Network was showing the first um, Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes matchup, which I believe was in 2018. It was also the first no-look pass. Right. That's in his first season as the starter. Yeah. That's way back there. He's always, he's, I remember Davis Webb. Uh, came out in the same draft class. Yes. At one point was there with Mahomes and transferred uh, out to Cal in part because yep. he didn't have a job anymore. But I went down to see both those guys. They both were from Texas, and I was doing stories on each one back when I was at USA Today. And what Davis Webb told me, because I asked him about Mahomes, he just goes, you know when you're growing up in the neighborhood and you're playing games and there's one kid that can just do it? That's Patrick. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what we've seen, which is he is so effortless in everything that he does. Going all the way back to when I interviewed him down there, I did that part of the interview in a weight room, and Mahomes is literally like doing, you know, like tricep stuff while talking to me. He's not breaking a sweat, and I'm like, is this guy for real? Like, is this an actual workout right now? But everything he does, he makes it look so easy. You can't say he's the greatest of all time. What I can say, and I'm not like a hot take guy, but I've said this many times, he's quite possibly the best we've ever seen do it. Right. Because the way he plays the game, because of the consistency at which he plays the game, and because year after year as a team, he elevates everybody around him. Well, and he's 28 years old, and I think people in Kansas City are kind of satisfied with now, okay, he's he's playing it however you want to describe that he's as good as it's ever been right now. And, and we got time. We'll just wait and see what happens. If he picks up, you know, if he wins this one, it's giant. And it is funny how this one game right now, it's like, well, and if he gets his third one, and you've kind of already got it in your head that he's got it, and then if he doesn't get that one, right. and it goes bad, and it's a rough game, all the narrative is like, well, Mahomes flopped, or look they, at Brock Purdy. He's right. the new Tom Brady. I just always love how it, the, the old phrase that uh, history is written by the victors. 
is so true when it comes to Super Bowls. There's no question. And I think that it's everything in the NFL. That's just the nature of the league. You know, I have a lot of conversations right now with coaches who are either they're currently out of work or they're trying to hook on because their head coach got fired. Now they're looking for a job. And they all have a story. And it's all about, like, you know, God, if that we just convert that fourth down, it's a bad call, they're offset. We just convert that. We're winning one more game. Yeah. We're getting in the playoffs. None of this happens. You know, you come down the stretch of the season and, you know, the Buccaneers, they fall totally on their faces in Week 17. Week 18, if they lose that game, I, I don't know this for a fact, but you'd certainly say if you collapse and you lose those final two games in the division, including one to the Panthers, you're missing the playoffs. You might all get fired. Dave Canales is looking for work. Instead, you win that one game. And Dave Canales now gets a head coaching job with the Panthers. That's how fickle this league is. And there's luck involved in it. Nobody ever wants to hear that. Byron Pringle drops that pass. If he catches that pass, do we have a different game? Yeah. Do they go on and win? There's luck. There's circumstance. There's a lot of those small breaks that you get in the course of a season, in the course of a game. And to the Chiefs' credit, they had a lot of those bad breaks. It was all those things I mentioned, yet they're still right here. They're finding yeah. a way to win their best football down the stretch of the season. Now you're talking about if you win this game, and that's your third Super Bowl that you've won in a five-year span, again, could easily have been four, you are now a dynasty. That is now definitionally, even though you haven't won them all together, you'd be the first back-to-back champion since the Patriots close to 20 years ago. You'd be one of these shortlisted teams that's won that many Super Bowls. I mean, think back. I mean, you've covered this league for a long time. In my lifetime, the only teams you would fairly say were dynasties would be the Patriots. You know, at various points, you know, they right. had two separate runs with different groups of people, different right. identities. But the Patriots were a dynasty. The Cowboys, winning it three times in four years, were certainly a dynasty. I think the 49ers, you can argue in the 80s, had dynastic qualities because they were always there and they did win a bunch you know, through the late 70s and yeah. into the 80s. Um, beyond that, that's it in my entire lifetime. And so the Chiefs are on that short list of teams. You win this one. Again, it takes nothing away. It shouldn't change the narrative, but we both know it's going to. Right. Because we are outcome-based in our analysis. But if somebody drops a pass or somebody gets a bad penalty, and that's cost the Chiefs. It's not that Patrick Mahomes fell short. It's, it's none of those things. The best teams, the best coaches, the best players have their teams in the position every year to have a shot. Yeah. If you are at this point, if you're in the playoffs, if you're winning playoff games every year, you are one of those rare teams that has figured it out. And if the, just like if the 49ers lose in this game, I don't think that the narrative should be Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. Kyle Shanahan is one of the finest coaches we've ever seen. And we went for a long, long time with Andy Reid can't win the big one. Yeah, Andy Reid for 15 years couldn't win it, and then the Eagles let him go, and the Chiefs hire him, and will he ever get over the hump? He teams up with Patrick Mahomes, and it's the perfect combination. Yeah, it is, and everything changes. We're talking to Tom Pelissero here, NFL Network. 70 hours of Super Bowl coverage, including their special eight-and-a-half-hour edition of NFL Game Day Morning. Super Bowl Sunday starting at 8 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's get to our final four. Uh, four quickies. Uh, it's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care. 435 in all, uh, 8 to 7 weekdays, 8 to 2 on Saturdays. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. Tom, I'll start you with this one. Tell me, uh, what's the uh, biggest bet you will make this week in Vegas? 
Maybe uh, none. The answer is none because I really? do a whole uh, compliance training uh, thing. But, but I mean, like blackjack, blackjack, <laughs> not slots, no, none. Not, we oh, wow. cannot go. Okay. Cannot place any bets. There's no gambling on work travel. Trust me, I've got all the rules memorized. Okay. Can't, can't even set foot in a sports book, which makes things interesting when I'm staying at the Cosmopolitan, which, of course, is yeah. a casino. Oh, I know. Jeff Chitty is a friend, uh, and I know you guys get the swanky yeah. accommodations. Going to the Starbucks that is literally attached to the sports book. So if I take a step one foot this way, I can be <laughs> fired one step this way and I can get the caffeine to make sure I don't wander in the wrong direction. Okay. How many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes win as the quarterback of the Chiefs? I mean, I'm not I'm not big in the prediction business, but they're there every year. I think that one thing you got to remember you're going to have to flip some of these things in right. terms of the roster here coming up. Travis Kelsey's not going to be around forever. Your receivers, you got a really good one in Rasheed Rice. You're going to have to continue mm-hmm. upgrading that group. Defensively, can you resign Chris Jones or are you continuing to make over the defense? Those are some of those questions you're going to have to answer here. Because Patrick Mahomes can't carry everyone all the time. Right. But a lot of times it looks like he can. I mean, I think that for where Patrick Mahomes is, if they get this one on Sunday, there's no reason that Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have a goal that is reachable and realistic that he wins seven to beat Brady. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll shoot for that. Tom, Tom won seven. I know he got his seventh with the Bucks. so let's make it eight. Right, right. And in one place. Uh, are you a Taylor Swift fan? My daughters are massive Taylor Swift fans. Thereby, so you're at least a casual fan. I have seen every music video. I have heard every song. <laughs> My daughter, who does School of Rock, sang Shake It Off at her performance. Sure. Uh, so, yes, I would say I do enjoy some Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. Okay. All right. And finally, your prediction on the game. Again, can't can't uh, give advice. Very clear rules on this. I would say my prediction would be we're going to have fireworks. That, okay. That's my belief in the game. Um, and I'm not saying bet the over. I'm just not saying, saying that because he can't do I'm it. I'm just saying I, I do think that you're not going to hold, as good as these defenses are, you're not going to hold Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan down. They're going to do some fun stuff. It's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl here in Vegas. I can't wait. Well, you have fun. Enjoy it. I know it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun as well. And we'll all be watching on the Hey everybody, Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. For almost 10 years, we've been a locally owned and operated family business. At Easton, we work on every job with one thing in mind, integrity matters. I grew up in central Kansas and was raised on the values of respecting hard work. At Easton, we always make decisions based on the ethical, right thing for the customer. That's what integrity means to us. So if you have any questions about your roof, give me and my team a call. 913-257-5426. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. NFL Network. Tom, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. You got it. All right, our thanks to Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network, uh, Super Bowl 58. You'll hear it right here on the home of the National Football League, Sports Radio 810 WHB, our coverage from Radio Row, brought to you by Hollywood Casino, Greenlight Dispensary, Deep Esquale Moore, Injury Attorneys, uh, Low T Center. Uh, have you got your levels checked, guys? LowTCenter.com. Get it scheduled right now. Only takes about 25 minutes. LowTCenter.com. We turn our attention to the great Todd Lebo, who was over covering the uh, Chiefs media availability today. Todd always brought to you by our friends at Family Leisure, K10 and Ridgeview. Online, Todd at FamilyLeisure.com. I've heard that. That's where you can go online. Get those theater chairs for uh, watching you some uh, some Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, go to Family Leisure. Uh, mention 810. Save even more. Uh, you had a chance to talk with the assistant strength coach. Yeah. Uh, people would Familiar say, name. Why would you talk to the assistant strength coach? And this was like one of those hires that just kind of happens in, I don't know, February, where they send the thing out, so-and-so's gone, so-and-so's back. And this name pops up, and it's Spencer Reed. And I'm like, 
Well, I'm going to Google this guy, right? And it's it's Andy Reid's son, and he has been a strength coach at the collegiate level for years. You know, he's been an assistant strength coach at Colorado State for a while and at BYU, and I think he started his career at Temple. As uh, and that was back when when coach was in was in Philly, and I remember seeing him up at camp. He's got a great big red beard. Yep. Shaved bald head like me. You've seen him on the sideline probably. People are like, who's that guy? Well, that's Andy Reid's son. And when you go to these availabilities, you get to talk to the assistant strength coach if you want. And I thought this would be an interesting guy to talk to about about Coach Reid and about his his journey he's been on. So he's sitting at the little table. You know, you guys heard on the zone earlier today, we played Andy and Patrick. They're at the big room. Right. You go to this other room, and there's these podiums with like 10 guys. That's Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco. And then every other player and coach in the whole place, they're around these little bitty tables. Great big. Oh, here's Nick Five Allegretti. or six of them at a table. Nick Allegretti and, and, and Creed Humphrey around a table that, that should hold nobody. It's a little table. It's oh, very, really? Was oh, it really little bitty table? They weren't the big round, round table. They were okay. little, little it was, It's hilarious, but it was fine. I love it. I love the chance to talk to people we don't get to talk to. So I go up to Spencer Reed. I introduce myself, and I say, can I talk to you? Please? Of course. We're there. So I asked him a little bit about like what this is like for him now, and then his life as a kid of a coach and going to Super Bowls. So I've been to two Super Bowls when I was young, young. Probably six or seven back in Green Bay, and then um, I actually got to go to the Super Bowl the last two my dad went to, um, both the, the COVID one in Tampa and right. the Miami one. So um, the difference was your question. Uh, you know, being on the one side of it uh, as a kid, you know, it's different, obviously. Right. And then uh, now to be on the sideline and be involved, it's. That's, that's been a different experience. So, yeah. How much fun has it been for you to be back here, mom and dad in town and all that stuff? Because you've been out west for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Just to be around my parents again, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we've been covering your co- your dad here, Coach Reed, for, for 10 years. And he's pretty quiet. Doesn't tell us what he does in, in the office. Can you, right. can you give us a, a hint about what he does for fun? Is it Does he really just draw up plays on napkins? Yeah. Funny story is, um, I mean, they, they go to the beach house. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have probably heard that before right. in California. And uh, he's got an office up there that he sits in and still does work. I mean, it's a 24-7 all the time kind of job. So, But he has a, a deck of cards. And if you go in and I go and see him, he'll have plays drawn out. So, I mean, that that's his world. And he enjoys it. So, it's, It never stops. No. Not if you want to be successful. So, It's the way he does it, too. And I think the thing that impresses me about him is doesn't matter if it's week one or the Super Bowl. It's right. the same thing every time. Yeah, that's, that is the secret to success. Yeah, I would I would think so. I mean, yeah, from what I've seen. Yeah, people keep asking when's he going to quit. I don't – what would he do if he didn't coach? He likes food, so maybe something that – I don't know. I mean, to be determined. But that's – I mean, this is, he's been doing this forever. I mean, before you were born, he coached. Yeah, yeah. That's what he does. That's all I remember. So that is Spencer Reed, Andy Reed's son. I thought that How was just interesting. How about the long pause? And what would he do? He, he looks and he's like, he likes food. Maybe something in that. I, so for me, that should reassure Chiefs fans. 
I don't think Andy Reid's quitting doing this anytime soon. No. I know he got asked about it yesterday. Um, Jason asked Clark Hunt yesterday, and Clark Hunt's like, <laughs> that would shock me. You know what I mean? This is just what he does, and he's on vacation at a beach house in California that he owns, and he's up there. <laughs> Index cards, drawn plays on him. It's what he does, and it's why he's so good at it. And I, not every coach is driven that way. Hey, listen, there's been some very successful coaches who, who don't do it the way Andy Reid does it. But Andy Reid does it the way he knows it works for him. And that's what you have to do with, with whatever you do in your life. If it works for you to get to where you need to be and you're happy with it, then that's what you have to do. You know, some guys like I, golfers, baseball players, whatever. Some golfers need to hit 500 balls a day, or you might need to do whatever. And some guys they don't do it that way; they do it another way. Andy Reid is like a 500 jump shot a day guy. Yeah, he's he's not a all right. Let's just go out there and catch the feel for it today. But I thought it was very interesting to talk to Spencer Reid. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting, and, and it just never stops. Not if you want to be successful. Yeah, not if you want to do it. The way he does it and what works for him, and uh, and I, I do think you know we, we said this before. And he's made this kind of a, in a joking way talked about this. Patrick Mahomes will make you younger. You know, you got this guy on your team, and that will make you younger. And what they have in Patrick Mahomes is a guy who seems to be just as driven as Andy Reid is to grind off the field and to do all the things you have to do and take care of your body the way he does. You know, not everyone can afford to or has the time or the desire to go through all the stuff that he goes through with his own personal trainer. They have a big coaching strength, physio staff, all that stuff right there at Kansas City, at 108 Air Drive. They got it all. And he's like, I want to do a bit more because that's what Patrick wants to do. He wants to make sure this little thing happens and it'll be okay for him. And if you get the combination of a guy with all that talent who works that freaking hard and you got a coach who's that good and works that freaking hard, you can't start with much better for a National Football League team. No. Than that. No. And it's why so many people are like, well, That's why we're sitting here again at a Super Bowl. Did you hear the stat that Curtis had? 49 of 64 national pundits picked the Chiefs. Ooh, wow. Yet the 49ers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Favorite, yeah. Are we all wrong? Are they all wrong? I don't know. Well, I mean, to me, it's... The gambling stuff's weird. I mean, you know... There it is, is weird, and it's it's largely the analytics. It's yeah. the numbers that go into it. But to me, it, it's it's eye test versus analytics. And the, like, what is it about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid that they mathematically can't measure? Well, yeah, that's what I've always been saying. There's, there's, Patrick Mahomes is, is, is... He doesn't fit into your algorithm. He just does things that, that you can't measure. And Andy's the same kind of way, you know. I'm always like, well, I don't care what your analytics say. Mahomes may just go throw the ball left-handed, okay? He may, he may we get across the field, he may have a, a jacked-up ankle and run 17 yards for you, you know what I mean? It, and that's not always the case with everyone. I'm sure there's a slight little bit of that with a lot of players, but there's just more margin for error on what you think Patrick Mahomes should be. It could be way better. Than what he, what you think he should be? Yeah, it, it to me, it's almost like the escapability is there. Like the analytics go and they show Lamar Jackson the runner, but can they really quantify escapability? Yeah, well, that's a Patrick. We got asked a question today about his running style. Had to look all that great. He's well, I work on it, but hey, man, this is what it is, and maybe it helps me that they take bad angles because they don't think I'm fast enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just, I just think that the escapability. 
for him, the, you know, like whatever his accuracy is and his knowledge and whatever numbers you're putting on there, his escapability gets it squares those numbers. Yeah, because he buys the time and then he does all those things well. And he's got guys now at this point of the season doing the right thing after he does that. Yes, and they're and early in the year they weren't. Well, they they took the parachute off his back. Yeah. Which is, I think, important. Sure. He was an important part of the equation. Yeah. All right, more with Todd Lebo coming up next here in the program. We're live at Radio Row, Super Bowl 58. Of course, you'll hear Kevin Harlan's call of Super Bowl 58 here on your home of the NFL, Sports Radio 810. All right, two Kansas State products have played in two Super Bowls. Name either player. Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. 